This is the Fit Roots Podcast, and I'm your host, Aidan Lee. We are focused on teaching you the best of philosophy, martial arts, health, well-being, and business. Our mission is to build modern warriors who enhance their lives through continual physical and mental evolution, and then bestow that gift onto the next generation. Today, we've got Liam Britton joining us. Liam is an ex-fitness studio owner based in West Sussex, UK. He's a big Arsenal fan, animal lover, and enjoys spending time on the farm where he lives. He's now the program director for The Powerful Man, which helps male business owners find more happiness, joy, and fulfillment in their lives. A turning point in his life was losing his dad to a motorcycle accident in 2008 at just 21 years old. But after a profound and powerful 20-minute conversation whilst on a trip in Canada in 2015, his life took a whole new direction. Liam has taken two businesses to six figures in under 12 months, traveled the world as a platinum partner with Tony Robbins, and has helped multiple fitness professionals build highly profitable businesses that work on their terms. Welcome to the Fit Roots Podcast, Liam. Hey, Aidan, how you doing? I'm very well, buddy. How are you? Yes, I'm very, very well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today and talking to your listeners. Awesome. And thanks for coming, mate. Really pleasure to, it really is a pleasure to have you on board today. And I'm really interested to hear about your new venture in particular, but also how you got to uh, where you are. So, Liam, why don't you start off by telling us a bit a bit we've heard your bio but also a bit about what you're working on now and kind of how you got to where you are now as well okay cool so i right now i am working for a company called the powerful man which is based in the uk and what we do is we help business owners uh, male business owners who are you know for example doing very very well in business you know making money doing okay but they still feel unfulfilled, empty, a bit lost. Um, you know, relationships are, are lacking and they're not quite sure what to do to kind of fill that gap, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's what I'm doing right now, working with the powerful man to kind of help, help those guys, if that makes sense. Awesome. That's cool. And how did you make that transition to that because obviously you came from either one industry and then to another but also the, uh, there is a lot of cross correlation in terms of your expertise and how how did that happen and how are you applying those skills you had now yeah so my background is uh, fitness industry so I am an ex fitness studio owner um, ex personal trainer and this is something that the the kind of person or man that I just described is, is something that I personally struggled with myself, you know, for, for a long time in my twenties, you know, I, you know, worked very hard, had my head down thinking that once I made the money and once I had the business and once I had, once I had the house and the car and the holidays and all that kind of stuff, that my life would be great, you know? And I, I, managed to create all those things, you know, a very successful financial business. And, you know, I, I got there and it, it was worse for me. I was more empty. I was more unfulfilled. And it, I've been on a journey probably since 2015 of really understanding, okay, it's not just about success and finding out, okay, what, what does make me happy? What does make me fulfilled? What, what is it that I can choose to deal with from my past that is affecting my current reality, my, my future, my present, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. So I guess with all of that experience, Liam, you're, are you effectively saying that you're now using that experience to help those who may be in similar positions, especially uh, fellow business owners who may be fulfilled in one sense, but maybe not so much in another? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this because I feel like we can only really draw from our own experiences. And, you know, I, I've managed to get myself in a much better position kind of mentally and emotionally through having do, doing endless endless work on myself and working with different coaches and, you know, kind of exploring myself starting from the inside that I was, I'm then able to kind of see it in other, in other men and, and help them on their journey. So yeah, for sure. You're absolutely right. Oh, that's good. That's good. So before you, obviously this is specific to men, the powerful men, were you working specifically with men beforehand as well in the fitness industry? No, actually, the funny thing was, I actually tended to work with women. Like my <laughs> fitness studio was probably ninety, ninety-five percent women. Um, um, I've, I, as a PT, found it easier to connect with women. Um, I think it's potentially because I grew up in a household with women. Like I've got two sisters and my mom, um, so I think I just found it easier. Um, so yeah, yeah. So complete, complete change, really. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's really good. That's really interesting. So, do you feel like things are going in the right direction for you now? And uh, if so, if not, you know, I guess also what inspired that change and made you feel like this is the right direction to go in? Yeah. So there's, there's a story I tell, which is also always very powerful, and always a lot of business owners can relate to, kind of. Um, kind of what, what's happened in my life because there was one big thing that really really happened which changed a lot for me so I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the story now so but basically in you know when I was growing up through my kind of teenage years um, and kind of very early 20s you know and going through school I was always just doing enough Right. I was always, you know, just getting, you know, very average, you know, C grade GCSEs, you know, just doing enough to get by. You know, I had a job. I'd always be clock watching, you know, just want to go home, earn my money and go home. Right. And I was kind of in that kind of um, kind of routine of just just doing enough to get by. Right. But then. Um, but then something that something happened that really changed my life and my family's life. And, um, you know, this is, I'm just, I'm just going to say it cause, cause yeah. So basically I, I lost my dad to a motorcycle accident in 2008. Right. So, um, as you can imagine, it was a massive shock to me and my family. It hit us like a ton of bricks, you know, to, to you know one day your dad's is there and one day your dad's not right you know my my mum and dad split up when I was 12 and I'll be honest with you like my relationship with my dad wasn't very good near the end of his life so in my teenage years and early 20s I hardly saw my dad right because of um I'll quickly talk about it basically as a child I didn't feel good enough for him I felt like he preferred my other siblings um, I didn't think he liked me. He was really hard on me. You know, he never told me he loved me. He never told me he was proud of me. And I was just like confused as to what this man wanted me to do. So he would show me some love basically. And 
it, it, you know, it got so hard for me that, you know, our relationship kind of separated. And, you know, in my mind, I always thought that we would have a relationship when I was older because he's a carpenter. I thought when I, once I get my house, he'll be able to come around and help me out and do that kind of thing. But then suddenly that was taken away. Right. And, you know, my dad had an accident and, and on his motorcycle and, and, and died. And it was right then and there at that point when that happened that I thought, what am I doing with my life? You know, like I'm just going through the, going through the motions, you know, and it kind of really woke me up as to like, wow, like your life can be taken within a flash. You know, we, we live like we're going to live forever, don't we? Right. And it can be, you know, it, it, it could be taken away in, in a flash. Right. And I thought, right, well, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to make something of my life. I'm going to make my dad proud. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that's why I became an, a business owner, an entrepreneur and, you know, became a personal trainer, you know, and because I thought I wanted to build something, you know, that, that made a mark on the universe, if that makes sense. So that, that is why throughout my twenties, I just worked and worked and worked like 16, 18 hour days every single day. My vision was to have my own fitness studio running on its own with a team, you know, making good money so I could, you know, go on holiday and it can work for me. That was the dream, right? From, from about 21, 22 years old. And, you know, I did, you know, personal training. I did boot camps, you know, I did, everything that I thought was going to work and it didn't work. I had lots of ups and downs, got myself into debt, got taken to small claims court by gyms. You know, believe me, I've, I've been there. I've done it. Right. It is, it is, it, it was really tough. You know, it got to a point where it was so tough that I actually quit being a PT and actually went back into employment for about nine months because I was in debt. I was struggling. I was burnt out. I was, you know, I'd been taken to small claims court as well. I was seven weeks behind on my rent. And I thought, well, I've just got to go and get a job. And I'll be honest, I gave up on the dream of being a business owner. But I actually got a job at LA Fitness in, in Colchester in Essex. And um, I, I became like a sales advisor, like a sales like membership guy, right? Um, and luckily for me, I had a really great sales manager, and that is when I fell in love with sales. Sales has been a massive part of my journey. And I really, I started to understand why my business has failed. It's because I had no real sales process. I didn't understand sales really. You know, I was just hoping people would buy from me. And I really, it really opened to my eyes on what it takes to have a successful business. Right. So, I got myself back to zero in my account and I thought, right, I'm going to give it another crack, right? I'm going to give it another crack. And my mum was like, oh, Liam, please don't, don't do it again. Like just, just have a normal job. Just stay safe, you know, as mum do. Right. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to give it another go. You know, she really didn't want me to do it, but I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, at that age, you just don't listen, do you? You're like, I'm not going to do what I want to do. Right. So, um, that is when I started my small group training um, and I obviously took what I learned from Ali Fitness with my sales, took that into the business, started working really well. It started to grow very rapidly. 
I then had enough money to then go and open up my fitness studio. And I opened up in 2013, 2013, mm-hmm. like September 2013. Nice. And um, it was like one of the proudest moments of my life, you know, to go from rock bottom in debt, taking the small claims court like a couple of years prior to then open up the doors for my own fitness studio. Like it was, uh, you know, I still think about, about it now and it's a massive achievement of mine because there's no loans, everything bit paid out of my own back pocket, nice. you know, and I, I built it from absolute scratch. And I, I grew that over the next kind of year or so, you know, uh, built out a team, had like, um, had like, you know, uh, free trainers, four trainers work on to me, sales people, full-time PA, someone running my Facebook ads, you know, I really built out a really powerful team. Um, you know, I took on a business mentor, which really helped me. And, um, you know, we, it was only a thousand square feet, the studio, but yeah. And, um, but in 2014, we grossed just under 200,000 pounds, Nice, right? Which, which, uh, you know, we were doing like 20, 30 K months, some months, Mm. right. And out of a thousand square feet, I think that's a great effort. (laughs) Um, you know, and, this is the kind of money that I was, that I was earning and you know, what we we're doing. And I got a new apartment. I got a new car. I was going on really great holidays, you know, and you know, like people would want to come and spend time in my flat and drink and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, you know, you know, I was a bit kind of Jack the lad, like man about town kind of character. You know, everyone wanted to like socialize together and, you know, I would do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, but you know, behind closed doors. And when I was on my own, I still felt like there's something missing in my life. Mm. I wasn't happy. You know, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I wasn't happy. Like I was like, always had this feeling like I needed more and I was chasing more and had to be more and do more. And something was not quite fitting for me. And I felt like I had this hole and I was trying to fill it up with money and success you know, and I was in that mindset where I thought I just need to make more money and then I'll get there eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, I need to get to 50,000 a month. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's silly looking back now, but that's how I was feeling right then. You know, so I went to a, a, a business mastermind in Thailand and this is in December, 2014, just come off the back of our biggest month in December doing 29 and a half thousand. And I was like, I want to learn how to get to 50, right? So I went to this mastermind in Thailand and, you know, I went to learn this so I could be happy. Mm. That's why I went. I, I didn't know that in myself, but that's why I was going. And basically Thailand, very spiritual place. I really enjoyed it. Um, we done meditation. Like I wasn't into meditation, but we started doing meditation and, one of the questions we got asked in this meditation was what's your biggest fear? Right. And at first, you know, my ego got in the way, you know, I'm not scared of anything. I'm not fearful, like blah, 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 blah. Right. So, um, but they were like, no, no, no. What? Just sit with it. Just yeah. sit with it. Right. And I was like, okay. So I went inside and what came up for me was, I don't know if my dad was proud of me or loved me. Mm. Right. That's, that's what came up for me. That was my biggest fear. 
And I write that down on a bit of paper. And as soon as I write that down on a bit of paper, I felt emotions coming up for me. I felt tears coming to my eyes. And this is seven years after my dad died. I thought I'd dealt with it. I mm. thought I'd cleared it. I thought, I'd, you know, it wasn't a problem anymore, right? Yeah. But all this emotion was coming up and I was, I was struggling. You know, I was the master keeping emotions down and covering them up, right? I was, I was very good at that, but I was struggling to hold that. And like, there was tears. I hadn't, I hadn't cried since my dad's funeral, you know, and like these tears are like trying to come out and I'm like trying to hold them in and I'm like, wow, right? And, you know, then I asked the, the, the guy who was running the mastermind says like, what do I, what do I do? How do I deal with this? And he was actually a, a member of Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership, which is like his top program, mm -hmm. Tony's top program, right? And he said, I think you should go and do that, right? And I didn't really know who Tony was, to be honest. Right? I've seen a few YouTube videos, but it's not like I really knew who he was. Um, but, you know, the, the investment to do this year-long year program with Tony was like $65,000, right? And I was like whoa like that's that's really out of my comfort zone basically like it's like really expensive um but basically the the guy who ran the mastermind is like or well, can you put a deposit down and then do installments like 15 i think it was like fifteen thousand pounds and then three and a half grand a month or something like that yeah and i was like oh that would be a massive stretch but i think i could probably do it so i thought well i'm gonna do it right i'm gonna after some um, peer pressure from the other people at the mastermind, um, you know, I did it. And um, I found myself in Canada a few months later for the first trip uh, on, on this Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. And, um, you know, I went there to kind of sort this, this issue out. And um, very luckily, I got introduced to a man called Anil Gupta. Now, Anil Gupta is best-selling author of immediate happiness i didn't know who he was right and um as soon as i met him and he looked me in the eye and i shook his hand i felt like he was going to help me i could just you know when you can just have a connection with someone mm. it just felt like he said to me liam i know you're in pain and i'm going to help you right and it was just like who is this guy right and we we was in canada so we was in whistler so we were skiing and doing really cool stuff like that yes. and um you know, I, I spent some time on the slopes with him and I started telling him a little bit about my dad and what I was going through. And he was like, Liam, don't worry. We'll sort that out. 15 minute conversation, conversation later on. Right. And I was like, what? Right. I said, what are you talking about? Right. Cause I'd invested like 65,000 in this program with Tony Robbins thinking it's going to take me 12 months to sort this out. So I was, I was laughing slash a bit, annoyed in a way because he's like he's telling me it's gonna take 15 minute conversation yeah. right and i'm like no no because uh in my head i thought i was really like effed up right i was really like you know this is gonna take some time you know no one understands me blah blah right <laughs> you know as we all do right so he was like no 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 honesty 15 minutes we'll have it sorted right and so i was like how did he sort it then what was the solution yeah, exactly. Right. So later on that afternoon, uh, after skiing, we came down, we went like into this kind of outdoor spa place and we were sitting in this like 
sauna like hot tub thing right and he was there me and him just me and him and he goes right so Liam tell me tell me about your dad what's going on right so I started going oh do you know what like you know you know I lost my dad when I was 21 and you know died in a motorcycle accident and I, I didn't get to see him I didn't get to speak to him you know we didn't have a good relationship and you know, I had a car, I could have gone around his house and, you know, spent time with him and I chose not to. And, you know, I was saying all these things. Okay. And he just, he stopped me in mid sentence and he was like, stop Liam, stop, 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 stop. And he, he looked at me square, square in the eyes. Yeah. And he said, Liam, when, you, when are you going to forgive yourself and forgive your dad? Right. And I just exploded with emotion, like absolutely erupted with tears and snot and everything you can imagine. Like this seven years of guilt, shame, resentment just came pouring out of me. Right. And what I realized is that that whole business was mm -hmm. me trying to prove to my dad that I was a lovable son. That you were worth it. There was something that to I was worth it. That mm -hmm. I was that was worthy. That you know, I wanted to prove to him that you know I was good enough for him, mm -hmm. right? And all that work, all that struggle, all that pain, all that sacrifice was just for that, right? Don't get me wrong; it, it, it got me success and money, but it came at a massive cost. Mm -hmm. A massive cost to me. Massive cost to my. I couldn't hold the relationship down at all. Right. Every woman that I got in a relationship with, they just had had enough of me by six months because I just couldn't show them any attention or love because I was so shut down. Right. And so hell bent on proving to the world that, you know, I'm this great person, da, 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 right. And, and, and mainly for my dad. And there's another thing that Anil Gupta said to me that really changed my life. And he said, he said, Liam, I want you to imagine that you've got an eight-year-old son and he's sitting in front of you right now. And I said, okay. He goes, what do you want for that son? And I said, I want him to be happy. Right? And Anil, said, Anil Gupta said, that's, that's all your dad wants for you, to be happy. And he said, and would you love, if you had a son sitting in front of you right now, would you love him unconditionally no matter what? And I said, of course. Of course I would. Right. And he goes, your dad feels exactly the same. Just absolutely reframed everything in my mind. And I realized that I didn't have to be anyone for my dad. And of course he loved me regardless because I was his son. Mm. Right. You, you love your son unconditionally because he is your son. And there's no, there's no other qualifications that you need in order to, to be worthy. Right. And it just absolutely changed my life. And it was, I'll be honest, it was like, uh, without sounding too corny, it was like being reborn. Like all this energy got lifted off me, all this weight. And it's like my life went from black and white to Technicolor, right? It's just like every, everything changed. I changed, you know, I wasn't shut down anymore. I had a smile on my face. People wanted to come and talk to me. I wanted to go and talk to them. I was more open. I, it was, I was completely different within 15 minutes it was just crazy so crazy and 
it, it was then that, you know, I became aware of how important dealing with your inner emotions and feelings is so important, mm. especially as a man. Yeah, for sure. And because, you know, we all know as men, you know, a lot of us get told as children to shut our feelings down. You know, you know, don't, don't cry. Don't be a girl, you know, man up, blah, blah. You know, these are all things that say, don't show your emotions. They're wrong. Right. And we get taught that as men, don't we? As we grow up, especially in Western society. And, you know, cause my dad was very shut down, you know, emotionally and he couldn't express himself in a healthy way. Mm. Right. Cause my dad was either super fun or super angry. Right. No, nothing in between. Right. And, you know, when he used to come home from work, I used to be like, oh, how's dad today? Right. You know, we're going to get fun, dad, or we're going to get angry, dad. Right. And, um, you know, like I, you know, I, I needed that as a child from him, but I never got it. Right. So I didn't know. Right. But of course now I do, <laughs> you know, my dad's way of showing love was practical things like what, what we'd call acts of service. So, you know, he would do things for you you know, like help you with your bike or, you know, you know, um, take you to football training, you know, that, that's the way that my dad used to show love. Right. But it's, it just wasn't the way that I received it. Yeah. So, you were thinking on the, on the same lines and the same definitions. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thing like just quickly, there's a thing called five love languages, which is very, very powerful. Um, there's five different languages as human beings that we receive and we give, and you can take a test to find out which love language you are, right? If you just search five love languages, you'll find it on, on, on the internet somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, so after that happened with, and I got that massive breakthrough, I decided that I didn't want my business anymore, even though I was making a load of money. And it was, and it was very successful within a few months. I'd sold it. I got rid of it. I didn't want it anymore because that whole business was built on pain and guilt and shame and anger and resentment. And I, I didn't want it anymore. I'd mm. changed. I'd moved on. So I just went and sold it. Right. Um, you know, people like say to me, well, it was making loads of money. Why did you do that? Like I, I said, it's not about the money. Hmm. It's not about the money, right? It was about me and what I wanted, what I felt right at the time. And that's what felt right. So I went and sold it. You know, I had a bit of money in the bank. So I decided to take a year off. And what I did was go traveling, kind of traveling around the world and speaking this message of forgiveness. So I spoke at many different events and I told the story that I've just told you, hmm. right? And what I then was doing was then taking people through a forgiveness meditation to allow them to forgive themselves and other people as well. It's, it was a combination because Anil took me through some affirmations and then, then there was something else that I learned and I created this meditation, which has helped many, 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 many people. And uh, I actually done it recently on the weekend to, to um, seven for seven guys. And um, yeah, there wasn't a dry face in the room. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, and it's, it's something that is that I've that I've done, and um, is uh, and that I've it's on YouTube. So yeah, I'll, I'll, you can your listeners can get a link if they want to go through that that forgiveness exercise if they're related to what I've what I've been saying. Yeah, we'll put it in the uh, the show link so people can check it out as well. At the end, that'd be really good. 
Right, cool, 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 cool. So I did that for a while. Uh, so I did that for a year. And then I felt like, because it was a gift given to me, I, I gave back for a year and, 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 and helped as many people as I could with forgiveness. And then I started coaching uh, fitness studio owners in the UK and doing a combination of both like the inner work and the business at the same time. And I got very powerful results by doing that. It wasn't just about like business strategy. I was like working on them as business owners mm. to be better people, be better men. And then they could execute the strategy a lot more effectively, which then got an amazing result. Right. So I, I did that. Um, I did that up until probably, um, you know, probably like a month or two ago. Right. And um, did that for a couple of years, went well. But then as time went on, I just, I felt like I wanted to, I was struggling to connect with the fitness industry. I felt like I'd moved on a bit. Like I wanted to go and impact maybe slightly at a, a different level, higher level. And then the opportunity came around to come and work as the program director for um, The Powerful Man, uh, which is a company best based in the UK, uh, founded by a guy called Tim Matthews. And he you know, this is a program that I'd been through myself and obviously he knew my story, my background, my coaching background. And he invited me for a chat to see whether I, I wanted to come on as kind of like a partner in a way. Mm. And, um, yeah, it just felt right. So it's just one of those things that, you know, again, felt right. So I stopped that other business and I've recently come on full time as a, on with a powerful man. And basically it helps men, in that position kind of position that I was in, you know, when I was just hustling, grinding, sacrificing, you know, trying to be successful, make loads of money, um, trying to fulfill something that couldn't be filled by that, but I thought it could. And you just, you get to a point where you're pulling your hair out and you're lost. Right. So yeah. So now I'm, I'm fully on board helping those type of guys, which feels really, really great. Brilliant. So how can, people who've now heard, you know, your story and listening to this or those men who are, you're helping or those men who are in those positions uh, learn from your experience. You know, what, what do they need to do? People who were, who were, or who are in your shoes? Well, the first thing I say is that the first thing that needs to happen is that you need to stop. Right. And, you know, you can't keep trying to do the same thing, expecting a different result. If you're one of these guys who thinks that once I get there, then, then I'm going to be happy, right? Or girls. Okay. Then it's probably not going to happen because what we tend to do is like, what I used to do is I like, okay, so once I get to 10 grand a month, then I'll be happy. Right. I get to 10 grand. If it, it feels okay for about five minutes and I go, right, let's put it up to 20 K then, then it'll feel better. Right. And you constantly move in the goalpost. You're never, you're never at a point where you feel kind of like, okay with where you're at because you're constantly pushing. Right. So the first thing I would say is just stop, right. Just stop for a second, right. And have a look at your current results and what you're doing. And is it getting you what you want? Right. And nine times out of 10 is obviously not getting you what you want. Right. And then, and then, you know, I would say, okay, maybe it's time instead of using, you know, looking to external things to fulfill you, let's, let's have a look on the inside. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's start from the inside out. As I always say, you know, 
you know, life mastery starts from the inside out, right? So, you know, you know, for me and what I see with many men, it's carrying emotions and not expressing themselves properly and bottling it up, holding stuff in, you know, and it coming out in anger and other emotions. Not saying anger's bad, anger's not bad, but that's how men feel okay with expressing, but it's not healthy, mm. right? It's not healthy for you not healthy for other people around you as well right yeah so you know is there certain things that you've had locked down that you've not expressed is there feelings of guilt shame resentment worry that you've not fully expressed that are making you feel heavy mm. because you know those are the things that you can choose to deal with that are going to set you free that is going to give you that peace that fulfillment, you know, that, that, that happiness, that joy that you're looking for, mm. right? It's just that we push it to one side thinking, oh, that doesn't really matter, yeah. right? It doesn't really matter, but it absolutely does because everything affects everything, mm. right? So, so, yeah, so, like, it's hard to kind of, like, that's relating to my story. You know, I know everyone's different, but that's, that's definitely a pattern that I see with, with men, in general, it mm. comes down to they've created like what I call a mask of how they feel they should be mm. and how the, they think the world wants them to be. Yeah. Especially and, in business. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And also they've just locked down who they really are. Mm. They've, they've pushed that man down, told that man that that man's not good enough and I don't like you. So they've created this kind of caricature of themselves to, you know, to hide behind, right. And to, you know, make people like them or, you know, whatever it is. Okay. But yeah. it's only so long before that mask gets heavy. Right. And it's heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. Right. One day it will just get too heavy and that's when you can choose to really take it off. And there's nothing more liberating than, than just being yourself, right? Um, but it's, it's very, very difficult, especially in the business world, because, you know, we see all these YouTube videos of like, you must hustle, you must grind, you know, you must prove everyone wrong. What does that say? You must prove everyone wrong. That says, I am not enough as I am right now. And if you're carrying that feeling, of I am not enough right now and I will be enough once this happens, mm. you're setting yourself up for failure every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we have this saying in the powerful man called be, be, do, have, right? So be the person now, then do the things and then have what you want. Mm. It's just that we, they, they do it the other way around. They have, they, they think that have, um, do be, right so once i've got the stuff that i need right mm. then i can then be do the stuff that i want to do so and then i can be yeah exactly right yeah. right so that's what we follow in the powerful man it's one of our sayings be do have mm. right not the other way around you know oh i need this this and this and then i can be that person once i've got the business sorted out then i'll work on my relationship right you know it, it's yeah yeah, there's, it's, it's something that I'm very connected to and, and love talking about. Awesome.
That's great. And it's like, you know, in people with people who are trying to get into shape or get healthy as well, same thing. Some people saying the same things, oh, I'll wait until then, or oh, I'll wait until all my ducks are in a row. Same mm. sort of thing. You can't um, put things which are fundamental down as secondaries and expect to get different results than you're really intending to. So you can really see that with one yourself and your journey, but then also the people you're, you're helping now to do the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I to- totally agree. There's, mm. there's never a perfect time. Yeah. You're never going to have your ducks lined up, mm. you know, and you know, you've got to start right now, not waiting. Okay. It's people like the amount of people I speak to and the amount of men I speak to who know the big actions know the big decisions, know the big conversations that they need to have, but they keep putting them off, you know, and then they're moaning about why their life is not how they want it to be. Mm. Right. And they're putting off those big, they're big, big levers, big, uncomfortable levers. Mm. Right. You know, I'll give you a prime example, you know, people moaning about their jobs. Yeah. Right. Classic. You know, go and change it then. Right, go go and get a new job. Find something that is more you're more passionate about. But like, oh, I can't, and you know, you know, uh, you know, it's just too much effort, or you know, I've got bills to pay, and I or you know, things like that. Like, I meet a lot of start coming yeah, out. I, I meet a lot of men who who are in corporate jobs but want to have their own business. They and they're they're so locked in the fear, right? But they 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 will continue to moan about where they are. Well, I'm like, we'll go and change it then. Yeah. Right. Go start that business. You know, do something. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not going to happen on its own. Right. Mm. So. So yeah. So um. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's fine. I agree with you. It's so much, and it's as you say, it's more fear holding people back and judgments and other people's judgments impacting upon themselves. But in reality, you know, as you say, because things are somewhat temporary what, what's the point in in hanging on to those things because they don't serve you or others or if you if you have a mission or a vision they don't serve that either so with that in mind um liam what did or what do you recommend either for yourself that you actually already do or strategies for people and other men like yourselves or people who were in that position that they do to make changes in their lives so simple habits or strategies that they can employ to become better versions of themselves? Mm, that's a great question. The, the, the thing is, we do get locked in. We do get locked in fear. We get locked in our own minds, right? You know, we've heard that, you know, fear stands for uh, false evidence appearing real. You know, that's what we do. We take something, we create it big in our head, and then it kind of stifles us, right? It, I'll be honest, this is how I live my life right now. Right, I continue to tell myself that one day I'm going to die. Right, I'm going to die, and all, this this worry, this fear that I have, is not going to matter. Right, at all. Right, you know, even a month from now, it's probably not going to matter. Yeah. Right. So, you might as well just go for it because, like I said to you earlier, like we live as if we're going to live forever. Mm. Right. You know, one day we're going to be old. We're going to be 70, 80, maybe even 90 if we're lucky, right? And I don't want to look back on my life thinking, I wish I'd done that or I wish I'd made that decision, right? Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, I recently came out of a relationship, 
right? And I'd, I'd been putting it off a long time, a long, long time. And I was locked in a lot of fear around coming out of that relationship for, for a number of reasons, which I won't go into, but they were very good, valid reasons, right? And me coming out of this relationship from the outside world has made me look very bad, right? Like a bad person, right? Because um, I, won't, I won't go into it, right? Because it's not, it's, I'm not in the position to do that. So, but there was, there was a lot of attached to it. But I knew in my heart that I would be happier, that the other person would be happier. And that although it had consequences, I knew it was the right thing to do, right? And, you know, I can remember like just before I did it, I was like, I don't, I, I don't want to get to 60 in this relationship and look back thinking I've been in a relationship that I've not really wanted to be in my whole life. Mm. I, 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 could, I couldn't do it. I literally couldn't do it. Um, so I, I, I made a decision, right? This is about a month ago now, six weeks ago. And my life has completely changed just through that one action I'm, I'm so much more happier. I'm like, like the stress has left me, you know, when we're in that limbo land, you know, when you're not really in something, but not really out, mm. right? it just takes so much mental energy. Right. And I'm sure people will be able to relate to it. It could be like a job that you hate, right. You're not fully in the job. You're not fully out of the job and you're just going through the motions every single day. That's what I was doing in, in my relationship, mm-hmm. right. Going through the motions and thinking it would get better. Yeah. right and it wasn't it wasn't going to get better right mm-hmm. you know i did all i did all the work i did what i could i felt like to make it better but it just wasn't clicking foundationally there wasn't there was something missing for me mm-hmm. so i thought well i can't be all in mm-hmm. so i've got to be all out yeah right mm-hmm. so i got out and it was the best thing that ever happened to me and my life because i made that decision things have opened up for me you know i found that job with the powerful man I'm now living on a farm, which has always been my dream to, to live on a farm. Now I'm living on a farm, right? Uh, you know, it just happened right, like without really like looking for it, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I've met amazing new people and my life's in a much better position just because I made that big decision that I was putting off for a long time, right? So, you know, what I say is just like it's – it's going to be scary. It's going to be uncomfortable, right? You can't get rid of those things, right? People might chat crap about you, about your decisions, right? But if you can't put your own happiness first, who's going to? No one else. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and this is what I said, like, there's no, real, there's no real tools. There's no real, like, strategy to get through this, but you, you just got to do it. You just got to do, like, if it feels right to you to make a decision then do it like i always try to go from my gut what feels right not don't get stuck in my head too much go with my heart go with my gut what feels good right and and make my decisions based from there right mm-hmm. and um it served me very very well you it, it's just about trusting yourself for me really trusting yourself at a very core you know core level Mm. to 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 know that what is best for you you know what's best for you no one else so don't let anyone else tell you what's best for you you know it so just just take action from that place 
Yeah. That's probably my best advice. Awesome. No, and I would agree. There's no script. You know, it's one of those things that you have to really try and figure yourself out, your circumstances, your situation, your mind, and then make the best decision from there, knowing what you want, but also what you think and feel that is best for you as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Good. And I'm just conscious of time, Liam, but before we wrap up, um, is there any anything else or any final message you want to share with everyone? We've talked a lot about forgiveness and you know, how you can use that to better your life and sort of you know, make a big turnaround. But is there anything closing you want to add or cement in that? Yeah, I'd probably say that I, I spoke about this a lot, but you know, every single person to listen to this podcast, you know, you are all powerful, right? You all have a gift and a light, you know, but it's just through life that we allow layers to go onto this light, which makes it dimmer, right? And once you go inside yourself and start removing these layers and allowing yourself to express your emotions, your feelings, who you really are, that light starts to get brighter again, right? And, you know, you know when you are really comfortable with who you are and you really own that, that, that is true power, right? For me, that is true power. You know, you, you, you see, you know, when people, a certain person walks into a room, you can feel their energy mm. and you're like, who's this guy? Who is this girl? Like, she's got this aura about them. Like, wow. Right. I guarantee it's because they own who they are, right? They own who they are and they're comfortable with it. Right. You, this is, you know, I, I meet so many people who are trying to be other people. Like they look at celebrities or they look at YouTube videos and, you know, they're looking at certain business owners and they're like, I need to be like this, right? I need to be more courageous and angry and whatever, whatever it is, right? Mm. Authoritative, alpha, right? I need to be this, this, this. I guarantee it's not going to work, right? People see through that. If you're not being you, right? So learn to be comfortable with yourself and, you know, just express how you're feeling on a daily basis, whether it's to a friend, whether it's to a journal in your journal or, you know, just get used to really expressing yourself on a high level and then you'll become more and more comfortable. Um, so yeah, that's my, probably my best advice and something that I'd finish up on. (laughs) I think it's a great, great closing note, Liam. And, um, yeah, completely agree with you, you know, be yourself and as cliche as it sounds, stop emulating others for the sake of emulation. So, Good. And Liam, before we wrap up, is there, are there any other resources or websites, videos, books or workshops or things like that that you'd recommend to anyone listening today? Yeah, there is a couple of books that I would recommend. Uh, number one, Immediate Happiness by Neil Gupta. It's a great book. It's very straight to the point, very black and white, keeps it very simple. You know, he's a man that changed my life, so I think I better plug his book. It's very good, though. Um, second one is a book that really, really helped me is a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Um, and it kind of discusses the start, kind of stuff that we've been talking about on the uh, podcast today. And you can actually download that for free if you, uh, on like a PDF. You search it, You Can Heal Your Life, Louise Hay PDF, you'll find it. Um, there are probably two resources that I would, I would provide. Um, you know, any, any men that have related to my story, um, I would check out the powerful which is a company that I work for right now. And, um, you can see what we do on there. 
Um, okay. Yeah, that's about it. Perfect. Liam, thank you so much for sharing your, your journey, your story, and obviously spending your time with us, but your wisdom experience, especially in the topic of forgiveness, is very valuable. So thank you for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you for ha- uh, having me, and um, yeah, look forward to catching up soon. Definitely. I'm sure we can do it again in the future. Thank you. And I'm Aidan Lee, and this is the Fit Roots Podcast. Thank you for helping us on our mission to build modern warriors.